get this going. Thank you, everyone, for coming in today's podcast. We're going to be doing the Zoom readings. My buddy Rick and I are in the program, as you know. Let's go ahead and open it up with the uh, set-aside prayer, please. Lord, help me to set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about myself, everything I think I know about others, and everything I think I know about recovery, my own, for a new experience in you, Lord, for a new experience in myself, for a new experience in my fellow man, and a much-needed experience in my recovery, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and start from page 24. Uh, the fact is that most alcoholics, for reason yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. The uncertain consequences following even a glass of beer do not crowd the, the, into the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are hazily supplanted and ready, and, and ready supplanted with the ultimate idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. This co- is a complete failure of this kind of defense. That's what keeps one from putting his hands on a hot stove. The alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, it won't burn me this time, so here's how, or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often has some of us begun to drink in this nonchalant way, and after the third or fourth pounded on the bar, and said to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with the sixth drink, or what's the use anyhow? With this sort of thinking is fully establishing individuals with alcohol intensities probably place themselves beyond human aid and unless locked up may die and go perfectly insane. The stark and ugly past has been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But by the grace of God there have been thousands of wars convincing demonstrations so many of us want to stop but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation but we saw that it really worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life and we have been living it when therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet we have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed the great factor is this, it doesn't less uh, we've had a deep effect of spiritual experiences which have been revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards God, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is deep miraculous. He has commenced and accomplished those things which we could not ever do by ourselves. Amen. If you are seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle of the road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other was to accept spiritual help. 
This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Page 62. Selfishness, self-centeredness that we think is the root of all our troubles, driven by hundred forms of self of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but invariably find it. Sometimes in the past we have made decisions based on us, later placed on us, position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourself, and the alcoholic is an extreme example. Self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we could have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. This is the how and the why. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. We decided that thereafter of drama of life, God, God was going to be our director. He, had, he is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And, just, and this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch, which we passed through freedom. Amen. Well, we sincerely put the position all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, being all powerful, he provided what we needed. If we uh, kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans of design. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt a new powerful and and as we enjoyed peace of mind, we discovered how that we could face life successfully. And we become conscious of his presence and began to lose our fear of staying tomorrow and thereafter we were reborn. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to bear with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 76, please. When ready. When ready, we say something like this, my creator, I now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. <clears throat> I pray that you remove me from every single defect of character that stands with me by way of my kid, way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grab me the strength as I want there to do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Page 86, please. On awakening. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear or wrong motives. Oh, in thinking about our day, we face the indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration and to thought or decision. We may we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answer comes after we try this for a while. What used to be the hunch of occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. 
that being still an experience and having just been conscious contact with God, it's not probable that we're going to be going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of obscure actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on a plane of inspiration we come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If Sugar says the word, we ask our, our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious domination, which requires definite morning devotion, we understand that also. <clears throat> Not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers of that, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books out there also. Uh, suggestions of these may be obtained by one's priest, priest, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are arrive. Make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did. We were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Page 416, please. It helped me a great deal. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, a moral issue. We had been, think, been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though we had not been aware of the compulsion at the time. And that the sobriety is a matter of willpower, not the, the, <clears throat> the people of AA have something better that looked much better than what I had. I, but I was afraid to try to let go of what I had. In order to try something new, and there was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. After I've been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, 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 I'm an alcoholic of sorts, and it is all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a single compulsion to drink. And except for the answer to all my problems today, what I'm disturbed is because I find some person, place, or thing, a situation, and back in my life unacceptable to me. I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I accept my alcoholism, I cannot stay sober. Unless I accept my life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out. 
because I knew you wanted perfection, just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. For years, for years I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone else. So I am better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life terms as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Similar to the answer to my marital problems, uh, as, as, as though AA had given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, she was a shy, scrawny adolescent and was able to see things of her that others necessarily couldn't see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for being easy to talk to, and a sense of humor, many other fine qualities. Uh, where am I? <laughs> to a sense of humor uh, and other fine qualities, as if I had rather than a mind's touch, which turns everything into gold, a magnified mind that magnifies whatever it focuses on. Over the years, I was thought I was, I thought about Max, and her good qualities grew and grew. We were married, and our, all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and they. And we were happier and happier. But then as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was a nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had the lenses in my glasses backwards. The courage to change the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept, accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with AA, meaning the more I focus my mind on the defects, the late start long drunk and long cigarette smoke the worst meeting becomes but after, but when i try to see what i can add to the meeting rather than what i can get out of it when i focus my my mind on what's good about it i rather what's wrong with it the meeting gets better and better and better <clears throat> when i focus on what's good today i have a good day when i focus on what's, on what's bad i have a bad day if i focus on the problem the problem increases if i focus on the answers the answers increase Page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level arise when I discard my expectations, but then my rise try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety, and when I place more valuable on my serenity and sobriety than on anything else, 
I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the except time for, being. <laughs> except it's a key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit around and do nothing while waiting him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever in front of me and I just done it and I leave the results up to him, however that turns out, God's will for me. I must keep my magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to my level of ex uh, acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I've never had it so good. Thank God for you. Thank God. Amen. Page 552, please. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you really don't really want it for them and your prayers are merely just words and don't mean it. Go ahead. Do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and to want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. <laughs> it worked for me then, and worked for me many times since. It will work for me every time I'm willing to work in it because I have, I have to ask first for the willingness, but it always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. And another great man says, the only freedom a human being can ever know is doing what he has to do because he wants to do it. This great experience, experience has released me from bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. Really just another interpretation of the truth I know. I get everything I need from Alcoholics Anonymous. And everything I need, I get. When I get what I need, I am very with fine. That is just what I want all the time. Amen. Page 100, please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us, when we put ourselves in God's hands, were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and a wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Page 83, please. If you're painstaking about this phase of our development, we are made before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new, hap and a new happiness. We will not regret the past or shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will, uh, we will see how far the experience can benefit others. The feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear, and we will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away, and our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. The fear of people and economic insecurities will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us, and we will suddenly realize what God is doing for us, what we could, what we, what, for us, what we could do for ourselves. Amen. Page extravagant promises? We think not. We're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Amen. Work, work, work. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism. 
what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. <laughs> Much has been already said about receiving strength, inspiration, direction from him who has all knowledge and power. We were careful to follow uh, directions. We have begun a sense of flow of the Spirit into us. And to some extent, we have become God conscious. And we believe, and we've begun to develop a final success, but this means more, this means more action. Page 43, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. D.N. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful readings. Amen. Thank you, Rick. We did it in 20 minutes. Let's, let's pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Keep coming back. All right. Okay, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thank you, everyone. All right, we'll be here tomorrow. We'll be lifting these words, like going to the gym. A half hour a day keeps us sharp as knives. Iron sharpens iron. And lifting and considering these words uh, gives us a defense against stupid, against a narcissist, uh Controlling issues, people are trying to control us, and we're free. In Jesus' name. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Thank you for coming in here.